after a long hiatus, we are back. Welcome to the One Night Podcast. I am your host, Tirso Cruz, and I have my co-host with me. What up, everybody? It's Frank Diluted. How's it going? Going pretty good, Frank. Going pretty good. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so we've been MIA for quite some time. Frank, do you have any comments as to why? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do our annual podcast here. <laughs> like, it seems, uh, you know, just life gets in the way. So, um, a lot of grown up shit. You know, we we, we kind of it's hard to get together and plan and see where we're going with this. So, we're still trying to figure it out. We're still thinking of what direction we really want to move into. We're actually. I don't know if you remember, Terso, but we kind of had a conversation about rebranding, too. So I don't know if you want to, you know, say a bit about that. Yeah, so we had the website, um, and it turned out the domain name kind of got locked <laughs> to the Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of fell off on that website. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we realized in order to make another website we might have to make another name and then yeah rebrand all together and maybe focus on one specific topic but i think we're still going to work on that and figure out what that topic is going to be or if we're still going to keep it in general like we have been talking about yeah we're we could still figure out like the general vibe the direction and all of that but for right now this could be sort of like a dry run you know yeah, for sure. We're gonna throw things at the wall, see what sticks. Um, <laughs> Good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah, some of those little silly hands that you used to get as a kid in the, the machines. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, uh, definitely looking to be more engaged uh, and more consistent with putting out, um, you know, weekly podcasts. Hopefully, that's what we would like to aim for, um, and mm-hmm. just you know. Give give you all something to listen to when you're driving to work or yeah, pumping weekly some iron. or at least w- my my thinking is weekly or at least bi month uh bi monthly for sure thing going on because I feel like that that'd be like a good amount of time to get all the news, all the headline articles in, you know, get our takes on it, and I think I was thinking about like what. What makes us sort of unique and exclusive or, or you know, whatever. And I thought, I thought about this. I think we talked about this and I think it's, it's that we can be like very honest and we can go against the grain, but also back up the reasons why and with good reasoning, you know, basically not just hating on certain, certain things for no reason. Yeah, exactly. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, our opinions are, are very genuine to who we are. Um, yeah. And it's not like we're just jumping on a hate train. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, like we're going to give very honest takes on things like our takes. It may be, like, a little unpopular at times, but we're going to be, like, extremely honest about it. And we're going to, you know, back up those claims with good reasoning. I basically just repeated myself, but you get the deal. Yeah. We're going to be uh, critical, but fair. <laughs> we sound yeah, yeah, like, we sound like a we sound like a presidential campaign, <laughs> <laughs> all diplomatic and shit. Like, <laughs> I will govern this state the way it needs to be. <laughs> I'll be critical and fair. Yeah, yeah, but um, 
Yeah. Now, but to add to that too, I think, um, you know, what would separate us from other podcasts you might listen to, we're not um, having any type of ego going into Mm. this. We're just looking to talk about things that we find interesting, not trying to impose any ideas on anyone either. Exactly. We're not trying to speak to any narratives or, you know, stuff of that nature. Yeah, yeah. I think another thing is we want to sort of, uh, we want to sort of expose and put out like really good content or stuff you should watch, like recommend things that maybe fly under the radar. Uh, I think we were doing a good job of recommending like certain fights, certain MMA fights, certain boxing fights you guys should look out for. Like that's one thing I really like that we were doing. Yeah, I think that's uh, a really good topic that we focused on was just like telling the story of the fights um sometimes if you're just looking at fight interviews it can be pretty generic what do you think is gonna win you the fight oh i'm gonna be pretty strong i had the best training camp of my life yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah. whereas we're kind of giving you the whole background story what the whole build-up was what made the fight meaningful yeah like we want to we want to do like 50 50 like a bit of like actual like stats actual like knowledge but at the same time it's like you're you're at your boy's house and you're having a few beers and you know you're just sort of shit talking at the same time you know we want to have that vibe yeah and not everything has to be 100 percent accurate it's just you know what comes to mind <laughs> sometimes <laughs> we'll just make time. up shit right, right, just make something up and you bet on it and <laughs> does it end up well <laughs> <laughs> That's your fault. That was your decision as an adult. Uh, gambling. <laughs> that could be a cool thing we could do. Also, we can maybe like, um, maybe recommend not recommend, but maybe mm-hmm. so we can go into some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could like do some bets, like small bets here and there, and maybe like if our listeners want to follow, go in with us too. Like it could be like a sort of collective watch and the heartbreak of us winning or losing money together you know i think that could be kind of cool yeah that's a pretty good idea i'd be down for that yeah right write that down yeah <laughs> someone write that down <laughs> yeah let me add that to the list and have some some fun wagers you're actually typing yeah <laughs> you can hear the typing <laughs> yeah. yeah that's how professional we are over here uh, yeah we're in our our uh, one night studios <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And downtown LA, maybe. Hey, we're on the rooftop. We're not trying to dox ourselves here. <laughs> but, uh, right, so yeah, let's let's get so into these. First, we have a couple of topics. Like I said, this is just like a dry run, like a quick little thing we wanted to do. But maybe it evolves into something else. But let's just get into it. Like the first thing we wanted to get into was like, the Spider-Man trailer, what it like, re- literally broke the internet. I feel like it was at the top of the page in Reddit. It was trending in Twitter, like in a couple of spots. I think it was like at number one and number four. Like it was, it was just like all over the place. And I'm trying to avoid watching like these trailers because I want to go in fresh. But yeah. It's like I I couldn't I literally couldn't like because it was like that's what everybody was talking about so I had to watch it. What do you think, Turtle? Yeah, there was no avoiding it. Oh, and then just disclaimer: my mic quality might sound different from the previous podcast using a different mic temporarily, but that sounds good. Should uh should improve. Uh, it's my um like my gamer headset. 
Not <laughs> <laughs> like to game out on. The Razer <laughs> 9000 Kraken headset. The rainbow colors. Heat sensitive earmuffs. RGB, not sponsored, but I would like to one day. Maybe. <laughs> if y'all want to shoot us some headphones. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh, no, the trailer. The, the trailer, yeah, getting back to that. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it looks really good. I think it looked insane. Like, I got goosebumps from watching it, dude. Like, I, I feel like I'm a little concerned because I do feel. They 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 want to put in. It kind of feels like uh, Infinity War type in game movie, but it's only for one character. So I'm kind of concerned. Like, are they gonna be able to hit all the story beats they want? Like, is the pacing gonna be good? Like, is it gonna feel rushed? You know. So I'm just hoping it's a good quality movie. Yeah, I think just with Marvel's track record, they've been pretty on it. I mean, minus the Eternals from the feedback yeah, that it's yeah. gotten but i think overall they have their formula pretty set in stone so they just have to keep applying that they're just applying it to like different characters so i think there's just too much writing on the movie for them to really so slip up saying? on anything so you have a good outlook on the movie you're saying i'm saying uh it's gonna get 100 percent on rotten tomatoes Ooh. let's go all righty well, no, I'm just... So, like, spoiler warning, should we even say that? I don't know if any, anybody cares if anybody's watched the trailer, but it looks like they are going, like, all in with the multiverse. Like, yeah. from the, the Raimi Spider-Man, the, the Sony Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and it, it looks like they have all, all or a big portion of the villains from those movies... So I think it's safe to say that we are going to see like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, and Andrew Garfield in it, right? Yeah, that's what it seems like. I was seeing a lot of um, like the Reddit threads breaking down the mm-hmm. trailer, and everybody breaks down <laughs> the trailer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, Everything you missed in the 30-second Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, I try <laughs> not to go too far deep yeah. into those like analytical, because then they kind of can ruin it for you. Yeah, like pretty I good. did, <laughs> I did, I did see this one Reddit thread where they were breaking down like the last, uh, the last couple of frames of the trailer, and I'm like, like, come on, bro, I was like, this is like too much, like, yeah, like, I want to be like surprised a little, like, I want to, you know, like, I do want to enjoy it, like, but, like, we did see that, like, what, what villains were there? Sandman, the Lizard, Electro, Green Goblin. Uh, Doc, Doc Ock. So it's 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 gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Um, what I think is really interesting is like with how hyped the movie is. If you think about the age group, like a lot of time has passed since those last movies came out. But it's, it's still pretty popular. Like that's that's very. Interesting. It's a whole different yeah. demographic that you have. Yeah. Yeah, because they can hit, like, those... I guess the people that enjoyed the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, like, how old are they now? Like, 30 and 40, right? Like... Yeah. Like, late 20s at the very least, so... But I feel like, you know, it's like comic books, like, superheroes, like, little kids are gonna be able to enjoy that, too. But it hits, like, a wide demographic. For sure. I mean, the first Spider-Man movie came out in 2002. The mm-hmm. Sam Raimi one. Wow. Holy sh- Wow. But, um, 
so you gotta going think back to, oh go ahead go ahead no just thinking about like what's the average age of a spider-man fan you know like when do kids start getting into spider-man yeah it's usually like, like when I, you're pretty young so like a lot of you know kids now are only familiar with like the tom holland spider-man mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they don't really like, know that experience of like uh, the green goblin and all that stuff from the Sam yeah, but spider-man is like universally like the the most popular like superhero like i think yeah. he i think he's the number one uh, superhero like IP like merch seller of all time. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I did think I, I I did read an article that states that. So yeah, yeah, I think he uh, he appeals to like literally everybody. Like I have a little eight year old nephew who's already like into Spider Man already. Yeah, he's uh, he's a hero that we all can get attached to pretty quickly. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of relatable in a way. Just a teenager just trying to get by in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Make that connection. But I think, um, I don't know, what, what's interesting is just that like you're seeing all those characters like Green Goblin, the Lizard, Sandman, Electro. But, I mean, it's so huge, but not necessarily like a lot of, like, if you think of just the general public, like they might not be familiar with those characters, even though the like the previous movies were really big when they happened, but mm-hmm. they might not. It just might not click immediately. But yeah, the movie I mean, is just like the way it's buzzing is as big as if it was like Spider Man versus Iron Man, where everybody already knows like mm-hmm. those two characters, you know? Yeah, and it brings up like the question: like, would you recommend? maybe like people who are not aware of those characters you mentioned like do you recommend them watch the old movies like the old spider-mans like you know, I, should they watch them i think you should because if you yeah. think about it if we kind of i mean just the way that marvel is going now you kind of have to to really like get the full experience you have to have mm-hmm. you have to know the backstory at this point yeah, that's actually part of the... We're not going to get into the Eternals right now, but <laughs> I kind of felt obligated to watch the Eternals just so I could know, like, what's going on in the, you know, whole MC... The Marvel Universe. You know, the whole Marvel Studios Universe. Yeah, like, you have to keep up with the timeline to get yeah. the full yeah. experience of the shows, of the movies. Like, when you're seeing Doctor Strange... At the end of the trailer, like I can't stop it, they're coming. <laughs> you already associate that with like Loki and the whole thing yeah. that happened at the is, end, the very last think, episode. You know that actually, that's a good topic you bring up. Do you feel like it's a little bit out of character for like Doctor Strange to like mess with the timeline so much? Like Spider Man comes up to him and he's like, "Hey, I want." I guess it's a bit of a spoiler again. Like, so spoiler warning. So I guess the trailer. <laughs> Uh, addresses Spider-Man's identity being out there and, you know, Peter Parker doesn't want that, so he goes to uh, Doctor Strange and he's like, hey, help me out here, like do your voodoo magic, do your juju stuff and, like, make it so my identity is not known so some people, I think that's, like, an early critical critique or whatever of Doctor Strange 
that it's out of character for him to do something so reckless. Yeah, that's what me and uh, one of my friends were talking about. Is uh, what if like that Doctor Strange is the one from What If? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's yeah, yeah. That's something that was being talked about. So maybe, maybe we shouldn't like jump to conclusions or whatever. Let let the movie do its own thing. It's probably. I yeah. want to jump. I'm jumping. <laughs> Stop me, Frank. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, but it's it's it is like totally out of character. I mean, he gave Spider Man so much shit like, in Infinity War. Like, oh, this is my time stone. I'm the timekeeper. You gotta mess with the yeah, timeline. Yeah, I yeah, am exactly. the father of time. And like, all right, let, you, let's fuck up the timeline. Let's make everybody forget about Spider Man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel, man, like at the same time, I wish I couldn't have seen the trailer because it does reveal that. Peter Parker's not going to be traveling to other universes or other multiverses. Like, those villains are coming to this one. To ah, that's true. You know? That's a good point. So, so, yeah, that's a bit of a little, like, story beat that's been given away. Yeah, I was going to say another thing that I found from the the Reddit comments, but... Wait, what was I don't want to... Um, no, yeah, well, already seen that. You gotta say it. <laughs> Alright. Well, one of them... Dude, they're 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 really good at breaking stuff down. I was like, it would have never crossed my mind. And one of the shots um, where Spider Man's about to fight like Electro and Sandman, like when they're on the top uh-huh. of the building, um, and it shows like them jumping towards him. Uh, the lizard is jumping, but he's not. I saw that. Yeah, that's Spider Man. I saw. Yeah. It's like, oh, so he's probably jumping to the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Yeah. 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 Dude, it's so funny, like, the way we, the way nerds want to analyze, like, this shit, like, they, we could be finding out some, <laughs> we could analyze some other stuff that matters, but we decide, like, this is what we're gonna analyze to death, like, the Spider-Man trailer, like, they're breaking it down frame by frame, dude. Dude, like, they could probably, like, cure diseases with that amount of research we, we, they do. Dude, we could be solving crimes, like, what the fuck? Who killed Tupac, like? Yeah, <laughs> right there. <laughs> Just get them on the case. Put, yeah. Get the Reddit comment section and throw them on the case of who killed Tupac. Seriously? Nah. <laughs> What's we we want to do. Is that really the Electro from the Andrew Garfield Spider Man universe? That's what we want to find out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another thing. People are saying that since that Electro looks different, like his costume looks different, yeah. it might not be from that specific uh, universe. So it gets really deep. We could be talking about this for Yeah, right I mean, there's... We already seen, like, so many Lokis. We've seen a freaking alligator yeah. Loki. I loved Loki. Let's not, e- let's not even get into that oh, now, because it's 30 minutes to an hour. You know, at first, I, I wasn't too crazy about it. Yeah, but after rewatching it, I think I was just too tired when I watched it. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I rewatched it, I really appreciated it a lot more, especially the the whole last scene with with King. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. good stuff. I felt like it, they gave him a it, lot of creative freedom. It pre- yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I, it's pretty much like them introducing the next big bad, you know? Yeah. And I just like how it wasn't even an action scene; it was just them talking in a room. It's like mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a wizard talking to yeah. 
some time jump. Yeah, like he was. I think he was laying down on a table, like laying down on top of a table. Like it kind of reminded me of Titanic. Like Kate Winslet. Like oh, <laughs> draw me like one of your French girls. Like he seemed like so <laughs> unintimidating. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't even look threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, what's that guy's <laughs> name? The guy that plays Thanos. Like he looks mean. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Oh yeah, Josh yeah, Brolin. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. he, he can have a mean face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that mean mug. Yeah, just... Uh, yeah, drives yeah. a Harley around. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, did you watch Venom, by the way? Nah, dude, I still haven't watched it. Uh, but you know about what happens at the end, right? No. At the post credit scene? Oh, can Are I Are you going to spoil it? Let's take the podcast? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's uh, Tom Hardy's character. Well... I guess Eddie Brock, like, he has been chased out of... He did some stuff, so he has to sort of run away from the law. So he goes to vacation out in the... Whatever. some Like an island or something, right? And uh, you see... you Do you remember when uh, Doctor Strange does his spells and you see that yellow sort of insignia? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever? So you sort of see a little bit of that, like, flashing over the screen. And it sort of seems like he's transported like somewhere else, and uh, mm. so he's laying down in bed, and you see him watching TV, and J. Jonah Jameson is on it, and then you see Tom Holland Spider Man on the screen. So, oh, that's another, Ooh. yeah, exactly. So that's another thing. Like, is Venom gonna be in that movie? Is Eddie Brock gonna be in that movie? And how are they gonna implement him? So that's why I'm saying, like, I'm a bit concerned to see how are they gonna like implement all these characters. And you know, I'm a little worried. I just want because Spider-Man is one of my favorite superheroes, so I just want this to like kick ass, you know? Crane Gem and M song. That's all I need to hear in the movie. I just need, need that song to hit. Venom to come swinging in. I don't care what the plot is. Just have that song blasting. I want that like, fan I wanna, service. I want to I see it in IMAX. Feel my brain yeah, shake from sure. Eminem's <laughs> bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't sound like you're sold on it, Frank. Um, no, I'm, my, I'm sold my, on it. I love Eminem. But I love him. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love? Yeah, um, he's not afraid, not afraid. To, to take a stand. Yeah, yeah. I remember that <laughs> recovery. Ah, uh, uh, yes, <laughs> right up there with Illmatic. <laughs> Some classic hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every that's what everybody wants to hear. Eminem <laughs> sober. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, talking about running around a medicine ball. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, we're sidelining. We're going <laughs> off track here. Like <laughs> that's so, what uh, that's what happens when you swing with the venom. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Right. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm done. I, I'll, I'll stop. Right, yeah, I was I was hoping you were done. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Yeah, but um. So yeah, Spider Man. 
Yeah. Make sure you uh-huh. get the tickets. I think they go on sale on the November 29th. Yeah, Spidey, just, Spidey Monday or something like that they're calling it. That, it, that sounds lame as hell. <laughs> like, but I think, oh, it's a want... Spider Monday, like Cyber Monday, but it's going to be Spider Monday. Ah. I just want to watch it early so I don't get anything spoiled. Yeah. You know, these clowns are going to want to be... like you, just, you basically can't be on the internet. You can't, like, dude. If you haven't watched it. Somebody's gonna leak it, just like they did for Endgame, how they were already putting out, like, little snippets. Remember that guy, he, like, bought the rights to the movie in, like, Saudi Arabia or something? What? I don't remember that. Yeah, he, like, paid a lot of money to have his own theater in, like, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Like, some, like, billionaire guy, and then they just started leaking out clips of the movie. I, I don't, I didn't, I'm glad I didn't hear about that. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I did hear about was we're, since we're talking about spoilers here, like the guy who spoiled what's that? What's the newest Star Wars movie called? Like the opening of the trilogy, Force Awakens. The, the The Force Awakens, yes. So I was playing Super Smash Brothers, and in that Picto Chat level, someone actually drew out the spoilers for the Star Wars movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I remember trying to, like, so hard to avoid them, and someone actually, like, wrote it out. Because in the oh. background, you actually, people can do, like, custom messages. And Dude, some I hated douchebag, that. Some douchebag actually wrote out the spoilers for that movie, and I was, like, so livid. I was so livid. Dude, that was, like, one of the dumbest things that Nintendo came up with, just, like, having messages out there. Because I remember seeing some stuff spoiled, too. Yeah. Oh, or they well, would just yeah. draw wieners, like, <laughs> like it's just inappropriate stuff. Yeah, like, do they know? Like, little kids play this game yeah. too. <laughs> like, like you're already putting chat restriction, but you're gonna let people draw stuff. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, come on, bros. Like, that was not a good idea by Nintendo. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I remember um, Force Awakens for me. I was playing League of Legends, uh, and somebody just put in all chat, and they were like, Kylo Ren killed Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I read, too, on that Picto chat level. Mm. Oh, man. It totally literally... took out the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it ruins it for you. I don't know. I know some people don't care about spoilers as much, because their reasoning is that it gives them something to be excited about or something to look forward to, but I'm the complete opposite. These people are insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, people have no emotion. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that's it for Spider-Man, right? What, yeah. I forgot what, it, what they're called. What is it called again? Spider-Man Far From Home? Is it? No Way Home? No, no way home. Yeah, yeah, it's no way home. Far from home was part two with, yeah, yeah. yeah. The next one's gonna be called Home? Question mark. <laughs> home Alone. Macaulay Culkin is <laughs> gonna be in it. Maybe <laughs> uh, Spider Man from another um, universe. Yeah. We'll have uh, what's that other fool's name? Is it Joe Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci and the the Sticky He's Bandits gonna- come out in it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Where are you gonna get you, Spider Man? <laughs> oh man. Um, but to transition from Spider Man into some 
HBO televised programming. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Go. How do you how do you feel about the new season of Succession? Dude, I am loving it. I feel like this is. So I think this is one of the things we keep talking about and we keep plugging because it's so amazing. We highly recommend this show, like Succession on HBO Max. If you guys haven't haven't watched it yet, highly recommend. The new season, I feel like I'm enjoying it more just because I'm watching it along with everybody else. I'm not yeah. binge watching it and catching up. Like as soon as I watch it, like I hop dude, like each time the new episode drops on Sunday, oh. it's immediately it immediately trends on Twitter. Like and I get to see like some hilarious posts, some hilarious reactions about it and you know, like they're also dissecting and analyzing everything obviously, but dude, I'm I'm loving the the ride, dude. What what do you think? Yeah, it's kind of like um, kind of like Game of Thrones all over again. How it's just a whole double yeah. fan experience. Yeah, yeah, it's not as big as Game of Thrones. Yeah, but I feel for like sure. The passion and the the memes and jokes that come out of yeah. it are just as good. Just the quality of the show is just top notch. And I, I'm I'm a little surprised that I kind of like it because you know, like I tend to like more like. You know, like anime, like nerdy shit, like, you know, stuff like that. But this sort of just deals with, like, the upper echelon, like, rich folks, politic work situations that we may not be directly familiar with. But it's very relatable still because, I mean, most people have jobs, you know? So it it, it definitely puts you in their shoes, right? Does that make any sense? Yeah, and I think the like biggest takeaway is just the flaws that they have like even though they're all like super rich and they're part of this like wealthy well-off family they're all pretty jacked up in their own ways yeah yeah and yeah that's a good that's a good point i think that's why it's so relatable because you know like obviously everybody has families we can all relate to those like archetype characters and mm-hmm. oh i'm the black sheep of the family they, this guy's the yeah. one that jokes around and never takes anything serious so exactly yeah yeah, yeah. it feels very real in that sense especially when they're arguing when the siblings are arguing with each other it feels Mm -hmm. like it really feels like a brother and sister like a real conversation you would have Mm -hmm. that you would hear yeah yeah so like are you caught up to the most recent episode yes yes so what did you think of it I kind of felt like this this last episode was a little bit of a filler I kind of felt like they're kind of what Really? I felt like they are kind of pausing it a little bit. Like, it was a kind of a slowdown episode. Oh. Okay. I feel like it's just been such a big build-up with, um, well, from the way season two ended with Kendall putting his dad uh-huh. on blast, and then okay. now he's just trying to, like, run around and see what his next move is going to be, then you mm-hmm. see him have his breakdown, and we see the backlash from, like, the sister, um, from Shiv putting out that statement about him like mm-hmm. having all of his mental health issues and mm-hmm. drug problems. Yeah, it it yeah. just feels like it's supposed to keep hitting like another big like turning point. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it, they really hit that on this one. It was kind of like they had this situation come up uh, with the shareholder meeting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. then it just got salvaged. So it wasn't, you know, like, uh, it wasn't a lost a lost cause, and I think really? that's Dude, where the, I, the show is kind of like it's going in that direction for that next you know the train wreck to happen basically. Uh-huh. And I feel like this was kind of just slowing down the train wreck. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I actually kind of felt the opposite way. Like I felt like this was like 
an apex of the season, actually. Like, I felt like the shit hit the fan, dude. Like, they, they lost a lot of, like, uh, like board seats. Like, someone, like, uh, what's his name? Like, Logan Roy is sick, and he can't make the calls. So, everybody's running around with, like, chickens with their heads cut off. Like, <laughs> nobody wants to make up. the call. Yeah. yeah, like, nobody wants to make the call of where to go with the comp- with the whole corporation. So, it, like, I got, like, I, like, uh, like, we chatted about this a bit. Like, I got this sort of feeling of, like... I was on the edge of my seat all the time, but it was also, like, like elements of it being, like, really cringe because people were doing really stupid things, and it was, like, super intense for me. Like, I actually I actually felt the opposite way, dude. Like, I, I feel like this episode really delivered. Like, it was a high point for me, for me personally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was still a good episode. I, I would probably give it, like, an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, okay. I would say you still really liked it then. No, yeah, I still really liked it. I just feel like the the episodes prior kind of hit that high for me a bit more, especially mm-hmm. the the previous episode um, where they had a talk with um, was it the shareholder, and yeah, he yeah, was yeah. pretty much ended up uh, playing with the other guy, and it, it just felt like he was dragging along Logan Roy by yeah, having yeah. him walk. Like I felt like that whole thing was just a test. Like he was just trying to see how like in good health he was to be able to walk and have a lunch and then be able to walk again back to the to the home where they're at yeah like he did that on purpose to see their weakness and Uh made his decision uh based off that i felt like that was so much more tense and okay it it really put the characters into a situation that where their backs are really against the wall i felt like this current episode with them like kind of chickens without their heads We've mm-hmm. kind of seen that already. Like they, we've we've seen the scramble situations a lot, mm-hmm. but the previous one, seeing Logan kind of just like he he got like he got sunned by the shareholder. <laughs> like he put him in his yeah, place. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey, like I, I don't need you. Like you need me. Yeah, and yeah. you never really see Logan put into that situation. We've seen Logan sick before um, yeah. when he was in the hospital <laughs> in the first season. Yeah. So that's why this whole thing with the, him having the UTI and freaking losing his marbles. Dude, was that was so too... hilarious. The fact that they were calling him piss mad was... Dude, I was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> dude, I, dude. I, didn't, I didn't know it affected old people that much, dude. Like, to that extent. Like, Me either. Like, I was like, dang. Apparently, really like, I, actually, I looked it up afterwards, and that's actually like true. Like It affects... like I don't know. We should be laughing about this. <laughs> It makes like older people like hallucinate if they get a UTI and if they don't get like a certain type of medication. So, yeah, like that shit is entirely plausible. <laughs> yeah, um, they they did make a lot of comedy out of it. Yeah, it yeah. I, I love that episode. Like, I highly recommend Succession, guys. Like, yeah. get on that if you haven't. Yeah, I like how Rome was like. He told Shiv, "Why are you trying to start up our dad like he's a truck?" <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah just amazing amazing stuff yeah really great show yeah all right shall we, we move on yeah what, uh, what is our next topic gonna be we wanted to talk about canelo and his recent achievements and his <laughs> next opponent right yeah so they're already announcing um he's gonna move up and wait again so mm-hmm. i think at this point Canelo's already a four-division world champion. 
Yeah. Um, and now he's planning to jump up, I believe, two weight classes That's to cruiser weight. Yeah, um, let me find the name of the guy that he's going to fight. What is his name? Uh, Ilunga Makabu is his name. See? I'm guessing he's not well known. Yeah, he's not well but, known. He he did lose to a big name. Yeah. And Tony Bellu. Bellu? Yeah. I'm not sure how, if that's how you pronounce his name. But to kind of paint the picture, um, well, if anybody is familiar with. Uh, oh my gosh, can't I remember his name right now. Uh, Usyk. Usyk, yeah. Alexander yeah. Usyk. So Alexander Usyk was pretty much the king of the cruiserweight division. Then he moved up to heavyweight to fight Anthony Joshua and he won all that, the belts there except for Tyson Fury's belt. That's actually one of the first things I popped into. So I'm giving the casual perspective in boxing. Like obviously I've watched a couple of the, like a lot of the big fights you recommend. But uh, so when Joshua fought Usyk, like w- a lot of the, the storyline revolved around Usyk being like he used to be a cruiserweight and he moved up, right? Yeah. So to fight Joshua um, as a heavyweight. So, but now, like, I'm thinking, like, so little guy Canelo is gonna fight Usyk as a cruiserweight. Like, Usyk looks ginormous, dude, compared to Canelo. So I'm like, how, how the hell is Canelo fighting someone in that weight class? How the exactly. hell is that gonna go? But then again, like, he is gonna fight someone who's like he's a champion, but he's not very well known. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, like, can um. I mean, Canelo kind of did it before when he moved to 175 to fight uh, Sergey Kovalev. Yeah, um, yeah, Ko- yeah. At that time that he fought, he fought Kovalev. He wasn't the same fighter that he was like yeah, a few years yeah. prior. He pretty much like deteriorated and was a shell mm-hmm. of his former self. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't fighting, you know, the top guy in the division at that time. But he did have a belt, so they just. It was a good opportunity for Canelo to be able to get a bell in another weight class and add yeah. that to his resume. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's that's the thing. It's like he's not challenging like the boogeyman of the division. Uh huh. Uh huh. Where, but I it, mean, to to his credit, though, um, I mean, the guy he's fighting, he does have a belt. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's it does seem like a very like cherry picked like fight you know like why else would he move up like why would he move up two weight classes yeah. why not just one and why this guy out of like it it's obviously a very calculated move as yes all you know as all boxing matches are obviously but this one it, it's it's very just odd and out of the blue it made no sense to me but, <laughs> you know so yeah. obviously they obviously canelo and his team see something in him where they're like yeah. okay this we can take this belt. It's not a very risky, you know, matchup for us. Like we can, we can win this. Yeah, there's clearly something that they see where they're like, okay, this is like low risk, high reward. There we go. That's yeah, 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 yeah. But and uh, uh, I mean, obviously there was like I know a lot of people were throwing around like Charlo or Benavides as matches that would make way more sense for him. So. You know, it kind of just makes you wonder a little, you know? Yeah. Um, but at, at the same time, looking at it, um, 
I've seen in the past that Canelo's team has like put out a statement that they did offer uh, one of the Charlo brothers a fight uh, at the time, but they didn't agree to it. I, I think that's probably like a promotional difference, probably uh, money involved, A side, B side kind of thing. Um, boxing, Canelo, politics, yeah, all the exactly um, all the BS. Exactly. And then with Benavidez, he was a title holder, but he kind of slacked off a bit and he uh, didn't make weight for one of his fights, so he had to relinquish his belt. So he had one of the belts that Canelo currently has uh, in the the super middleweight division. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. Benavidez could have potentially had his chance, but he didn't make weight for that fight. So Caleb Plant ended up being, you know... The guy to hit the Canelo lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's not like Caleb Plant was was a slouch. He's yeah. he was a you know a top top level oh, guy. He a, yeah, he, he looked great in this fight against uh, Canelo. Yeah, he was doing well. I felt like he he did have to definitely be busier, but you could tell that he was getting Canelo frustrated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Canelo admitted to that after. The yeah. Fight. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of when Canelo fought uh, Arislandi Lara, who's mm-hmm. also like has a, a slick boxing style, kind of a lot mm-hmm. of just jabbing and moving, jabbing and moving. And a lot of people mm-hmm. felt that Lara won that fight, and that was kind of mm-hmm. the same approach that Caleb took to this fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, what do you think about? I've I've been I keep hearing about that Canelo versus Lara um, result. It, like and it being controversial what do you think what what do you think happened i haven't watched it in a long time uh-huh. i can't remember if he got a knockdown i think he might have gotten one knockdown in the fight but i think if you're looking at it from just the pure boxing perspective i think for sure he outboxed canelo um you could tell canelo was just chasing him the whole fight um, yeah. But at the same time, when you look at professional boxing, uh, the judges might not—they might not like the amateur style, which is like what Cuban boxing is kind of, yeah, kind of point fighting and like a, yeah. a Mayweather-esque type of style. But you know, when it's done by somebody else, not at the Mayweather level, it could just—it might not be perceived well by the judges. So they might just score it for the aggressor as opposed to the guy that's sticking and moving. So, yeah, that brings up, like, sort of the question I want to ask you. Like, and I guess then when it comes to judging boxing, does the person who's more aggressive or has ring control, do they sort of get points just for doing that? Yeah, I think sometimes it just depends on the judge. Uh, if that's what they're looking for in the fight, like if that's how they feel, like that, okay, this person is winning the fight because they're being the aggressor and they'll score it that way. And I feel like Canelo kind of gets that benefit of the doubt uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you look, yeah, yeah. If you look at uh, the Triple G fight, Triple G won clearly. I mean, Triple G landed more punches, but the scorecards were ridiculously close. Um, Canelo Triple G two. Canelo, I mean, uh, it, it was definitely a much closer fight. I, I rewatched it this year, and I scored it, and I still had <laughs> have a little notepad and a little crayon. But... No, there's like an app. Yeah. There's an app, like a oh, scoring yeah, app really? that you can download. Yeah, you can oh, score it round by round. I'm getting like, serious with this shit? No, I was curious because like I just needed that closure. I'm like, <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I'll always kind of be salty about that. That Triple yeah. G's legacy is kind of uh, overshadowed yeah. by Canelo. When yeah. I think, yeah. I think between them two, Triple G was clearly the better fighter. You take Prime Triple G versus Prime Canelo. Prime Triple G is always going to win. What what's up with Triple G anyway? Who's who's his last? F- oh, he's I getting older. Yeah, oh, poor guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was already like getting older, at least in terms of like boxing age, when he fought Canelo for the first time. Yeah. They waited for him to age out, so they didn't yeah. fight him when he was straight dust in foos. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. he already Triple G. They already confirmed a fight for him. He's fighting um, December like twenty eighth or something. Yeah, yeah, against I think like a Japanese fighter, Murata or something like that. Oh, okay. I, I Dude, think he so has that, a belt. So that's like one of the things I, I don't like like about boxing. Like it feels like a chess match that takes place, but not in the ring. Like out just away from the ring, like backstage politics. Like yeah. it always feels like everything is so calculated. Like there's so many hurdles they have to jump through. Like oh the no, this is not the right venue. This is not the right judges. This is not the right time. Uh, I don't know, dude. It just it's that's one of the things like boxing has to get right. Yeah, I don't know what what it's gonna take. I think it's just hard when there's so many sanctioning bodies already set in yeah. place, and there isn't. And and I don't get how like relinquishing a title works. Like, who the hell would want to relinquish a title? Like, what the hell? Like, that makes no sense to me. I think because in order to keep the title, you have to pay for fees. Like, anytime you fees. fight, like, you're paying for fees to have that belt. And uh-huh. then also, you have your mandatories. So, whenever you have, you know, your, they have their, each um, sanctioning body has, like, their ranking system. So, whenever uh-huh. somebody becomes a mandatory, then whoever's the, like, the champion, they have to, you know, negotiate a fight by a certain date. They'll set that date. And if, you know, they don't um, make, they don't make I, that fight happen by that okay, date. Okay, okay. That makes that sort of makes it more make more sense, but it's still like, you know, who would want to relinquish a title? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, from what I've heard, they have to pay a lot of fees. I mean, Canelo relinquished his title when uh, Triple yeah, yeah, G was yeah. his, his mandatory. So Jesus. there you go. Which, yeah, yeah, it just, but it doesn't reflect well anytime someone requests a title because relinquishes a title. Sorry, because it does seem like they're sort of. They're like sort ducking. of uh, dodging. They're sort of ducking a fight, you know? Yeah. Ducking a certain opponent. And it could also be, too, that maybe the fighter is just growing out of that weight class. Sometimes okay. you just okay. have, you have younger fighters, maybe early 20s, and they're still getting bigger. And they have okay. a hard time making 130, and, you know, they're already planning on moving to 135. So uh, they're like, okay, so you're dropping that knowledge. So there are legitimate reasons for one actually relinquishing a title. Yeah. Like, if you look at somebody like Tank Davis, he started off at, like, 130, but now he's fighting at, like, 140. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Dropping dropping knowledge. All right. But, yeah, it'll be an interesting fight once Canelo um, takes on. I have to look up his name again. (laughs) (laughs) Makabu. Ilunga Makabu. I saw a video of him, <laughs> an interview of him today. He seems like a pretty chill dude. Okay. He's very Got like soft spoken. Okay. So no shit talk. Nah. No someone getting punched in the in the pre presser. Nah. Uh, 
Yeah. Where is he from? Because he had like a very unique accent. He's... Let's find out where he's from. Republic of the Congo. He's 34 yeah. oh. years old. Wow. Kananga. Okay. That's interesting. You don't hear from a lot of boxes coming from there, right? Oh, yeah. It's pretty uh, yeah. unique spot. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how Canelo handles his power. Much yeah. bigger guy. This dude is like six feet tall. I mean, Canelo and has yeah. already fought bigger guys. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll see how, how his punching power is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alrighty. Yeah. Any, any other topics? Um, I think I think that about wraps it up. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Nah, I think uh, that was a good start. We'll yeah, yeah. Come back to it. We'll come back to it. Hopefully, we get some. We're we're on more more frequently. You know, we're gonna try to do our best. We're gonna try to come up with new rebranding situation you know um a new website and hopefully we can make all that work for sure all right y'all that was an episode of one night we will catch you all later <laughs> i'll kind of cut off there <laughs> you're trying to remember what number we were on <laughs> like, I, was, ah, <laughs> I was about to say episode <laughs> episode uh, 420 hey shout out to all my my peoples out there. Yeah. <laughs> You're PG. You're PG. Alright, so yeah, I think that was it. Um, right. Signing off. This is Frank Diluted signing off and my co-host. Tirso Cruz. Yeah, let's right. get on the last name. Peace out, everyone. <laughs> Real name, no gimmick. See y'all. <laughs>